0: Welcome to another episode of the Sports Mecca Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Abramo. As always, I'm joined by my partner, Sam Hengeli. Today, we don't have any guests on the show. However, we are recording an episode dedicated to the legacies of Bill Russell and Vince Scully, two pillars in the sports community who both passed away this week. Sam, uh, how are you doing this afternoon?
1: Um, I'm doing good. Um, it was a very tough week last week or the past couple weeks. With uh, We lost uh, two uh, pioneers, one uh, as an athlete and then one as a uh, storyteller. Significant impacts in the world of sports and just in life in general.
0: That's right. So where were you when you heard the news of Bill Russell passing?
1: scrolling through uh, Facebook and then I saw that he uh passed away and it was a pretty pretty sad day to hear about a legend like Bill Russell and what he meant to uh to not just basketball but for like the civil rights movement and uh how he uh lived his life to, to serve others and uh help fight for others and uh And do you think about the things he had to go through during his career, just the racism and just like the cruelty he had? But he played through it. He uh, played for his teammates. He played for uh, his coach. He was able to use his platform to uh, to try to make progress in this world for uh, for to fight for equality.
0: And we'll get into it, you know, later on this podcast about the winning that he accomplished. Really, nobody won like Bill Russell did, but he will also be just noted for what he did off the court and i think bill russell especially when he was when his time was over like he 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 called himself a person who played basketball he didn't call himself a basketball player like yeah he got paid as a professional and that's what he did as work but you know he wanted to be someone that made impacts off the court you know basketball was just like a figment a small percentage of what he did i mean the stories that he had to overcome when he was in boston like he just got numerous times after his playing career in Boston you know his family his family's houses were just absolutely just rampaged ransacked and he faced with a lot of the racism he faced with a lot of just so many hardships during his career and and after but um I think that's what we'll know more of is just his influence on the community what uh would you say Sam would just be something that you, you kind of remember him most for just some some anecdotal stats or anything that you feel like you didn't know about him for a while but now you do
1: going into like the basketball part I think the fact in elimination games whether it was high school college or in the NBA never lost an elimination game the guy just knew how to get it done no matter uh, how hard it was how what the deficit was he was not going to let his team down. I mean, 11 rings out of 13 years, two national championships, one undefeated. Nobody's ever going to accomplish that in sports. That's like one of those like unbreakable things that you'll see in uh, in basketball, baseball, football. Nobody has a resume of winning like Bill Russell did. And, and you think about in the, the NBA, he's a pioneer the nba probably doesn't isn't where it is today without bill russell getting that league started and getting the popularity getting the celtics lakers rivalry going and growing the game of basketball that's where the game the game started with bill russell and it's just uh it's a sad sad that he's uh, gone now and i also really loved how the uh, nba finals mvp trophy was named after him and he would go to out there and actually present the trophy, the Bill Russell uh, NBA Finals MVP trophy, which I think is very unique to actually have someone who's named, who's the is named after and actually presents that trophy to the NBA Finals MVP. I think that's a very uh, u- unique thing that we got to see
0: for uh, many years. Of course. And if you think about it, there's been a lot of legends that have worn the green and white for the Celtics recently that have actually passed away. You know, Bill Russell is the most recent one, but Tom Heidson passed away. Casey Jones, who was teammates with Bill Russell in San Francisco. You know, I had Casey Jones's daughter and son on the podcast, and they were treated just so welcomely. Like Bill Russell, Bob Cousy, those guys that played, Vichick, those guys that started it all in the 60s, were basically like grandparents to Casey Jones's kids, you know, Bryna and um Casey the third were were on the show, but just the impact that they were able to make like off the court and as people, but you know, you mentioned about winning the two championships in San Francisco. He only lost one game in his college career. He was 57 and one all time when he played in 55 and 56 that is just not going to happen again in college basketball. I just don't I mean, you've seen teams who have won you know multiple championships in a row back to back, like recently was you know oh six and o seven Florida. But you know they lost more than just one game. like you you just won't see the dominance that he put up in the college game and and obviously in the NBA,
1: yeah, a- absolutely. And you think about college basketball. I mean, a lot of teams now who win a national title who's, like, really good lose, I mean, three games in a year at, like, the few, the least. Like, you think about those teams. There hasn't been an undefeated team since 1976 in college basketball. And, heck, I don't even, I don't even know when the last time a team that had only lost one game in a season has won a national title. I mean, to, like, go in your career, play two years, only lose one college game in your career is – Pretty incredible accomplishment, and University of San Francisco basketball. We don't really think of San Francisco much as like a basketball school. They're, I mean, they're in the WCC, not really like in a power conference. And they've won two national titles, and not many, very few, uh, small schools have have won a national title. And not in recent years; it's it's been mostly the Power Six schools that have won the national title. So that's a really, a, really an incredible feat as well. You also think about it too, like not just that he won two national titles, but where he won them, just as crazy how much basketball has evolved as well. And not just in the NBA game, but in the college game because of Bill
0: Russell. I was thinking about this before we started the show. Do you feel like, you know, he played with Will Chamberlain and Will Chamberlain put up just absolutely monster numbers. Do you feel like Bill Russell, you know, we obviously know, that he won the 11 championships but do you think his actual like numbers that he put up at impact was overshadowed by Chamberlain
1: yeah yeah a little bit I think it was one of his last games I I believe like it was like an NBA finals it was either conference finals I should say against uh, Will Chamberlain he like held Will Chamberlain to 30 points which would be like holding him to like 15 points so it was definitely a different game back then. Some of his stories, his athletic ability was just like kind of just blew people's minds, like 50 inch vertical being seven feet tall and being able to to lead the NBA and assist in a year as a big man and then being like probably the most ridiculous volleyball players. But you also think about Bill Russell, he might get overlooked, but his athletic ability was pretty incredible too. I mean, he went to San Francisco as a track athlete as well. So he had that athletic ability that ended up translating really well in the basketball
0: court. You you mentioned how mythical athlete and just freak Chamberlain was. With Russell and Chamberlain, what kind of makes them even more like impressive is, you know, they put all those numbers up, you know, and then they didn't count blocks at all when they were playing so you can imagine like the amount of blocks that they actually put up and then the impact that they made throughout a game because you know bill russell you know a lot of guys will get blocks five or six blocks they're just blocking them out of bounds the possession ends a lot mm-hmm. of times russell his blocks he just you know he tipped them the balls were still in play and he was able to tip it so the celtics were able to get fast break opportunities But like when you watch footage of him, the style that he played on defense is now granted, you know, you have to deal with the teams, the 12 teams that were playing and the style, but like literally how he defended and how he impacted the game on defense. You don't see it anymore. He really revolutionized the game in that sense.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you think about as well, that the the college basketball widened the lanes to help stop Bill Russell, try to like help fix the game a little bit. So defenses can, uh, slow down Bill Russell, but it didn't work. He just kept getting better and better. And him and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the only two players in college history that the, that the game had to like change the rules to be able to, uh, kind of like accommodate other teams to help, uh, be able to uh, stop them, but it never worked. Those guys just got better and better because of those rule changes and just forced them to evolve a lot quicker.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Russell won five MVP trophies in that era where like Wilt was dominating. But um, before we transition into Vince Scully, what are some other impacts that you felt like Russell was able to make that you haven't mentioned? You know, Russell, I thought, you know, it was kind of the last of the critical generation that he grew up in San Francisco. His family arrived in Oakland in the 1940s you know, after the Bay Bridge was completed. But um, and then the time that he entered high school, you know, his mother passed away and his dad was supporting him like as a steel worker, holding everything down. But I, I feel like he really helped rejuvenize and be not only an inspiration, but I think he helped guide a lot of Um, black athletes and the black culture that came from you know los angeles new york chicago the people that saw him growing up and then obviously when he was in in the nba
1: yeah absolutely and he's also the first uh black head coach in the history of the nba and opened the doors for for a diversity in coaching as well and that's a pretty significant you're looking at basketball especially in the college game you think about the diversity of, uh, college coaches, you're seeing it grow more and more, which is a very exciting thing for the game. And, and also gets, uh, gets you to learn more ideas, learn other paths of life. And I think that's very important for, uh, especially younger, younger people to understand, uh, where people come from and, uh, their backgrounds and how we grow together as people and learn to work with each other, love each other. And I think that's a very important
0: thing. Right, and he was also uh, the first coach and player, too, in the mm-hmm. NBA. I don't think that's ever going to happen again.
1: Yeah, never happened again. of reminds me of, just like uh, Buck O'Neill, Kansas City legend, uh, was also a player and manager, so that, that's a pretty unique, very few people can uh, pull that off, and probably something we'll never see again, too.
0: Yo, there are many events coming up in the world of sports.
1: It'd be great to be in attendance for such.
0: Where can we get tickets?
1: SeatGeek. You see, SeatGeek is an app that can help you find the best seats with the best deals. SeatGeek shows you different tickets available, with green being the best deals and red not being the hot deals. The best part is it shows you where you'll be sitting at the event. If you use the code SportsMecca, you could get twenty dollars off
0: your first purchase. Get your seat at SeatGeek today so we'll transition into great legacy of vince scully vince scully not a player a broadcaster for the los angeles dodgers first cover games in 1950 for the dodgers and uh covered the team all the way to 2016 so just like i asked you you know where were you when bill russell passed where were you when when vince scully passed and then your initial thoughts
1: I was at work. I I uh, just pulled up ESPN on, and then I saw that he had passed away. And then it was sad to hear about that. Uh, he he had a lot of impact on the lives of uh, fans out there and all uh, people in general. You think about like sixty-seven years broadcasting for one team. Very few people can go can uh, hold on to a job for like fifteen to twenty years, but to have it for 60 plus years is pretty incredible. And I remember I remember listening to him a couple times whenever like MLB Network would put on like a Dodger game and they would have the Dodger broadcast And just hearing Ben Scully commentate, and that voice was just so, so awesome. The way he's told stories, like he didn't make want to make it about himself. He was just so focused on the person that he's talking about. And and he, he wanted everybody to feel the moment. He would push, push himself out of the way so us as fans can uh, enjoy the moment, whether it was uh, Kirk Gibson hitting a home run or and many other great, uh, great moments in, in Major League Baseball. And he also, I didn't realize this, but he, uh, he was commentating when Joe Montana threw that touchdown pass in the 82 NFC title game against the Cowboys. Just think about all of some of the greatest moments in major league history, Vin Scully's voice was a part of, part of a lot of history. I think I always appreciate the fact that he uh, didn't want any attention to himself. He just wanted the fans to get and the players to get all the attention. And, and I remember his last broadcast, he talked about how he was going to miss his game, but he wasn't, he was, he was going to miss, he was going to miss the fans more than the fans would miss him he Never really thought about himself, but he put others before he put himself. And you know, he's
0: he did all those games by himself. And you see, like broadcasts in the past. I mean, there's been so many of them that's been great. I mean, even the you know the Royals with Denny Matthews. I mean, he's still doing games now. He hasn't been to as long as sixty seven years, but he's been with one team for the Royals. You know, he doesn't do games by himself right now. He does it with another person. But I think you see guys like Denny Matthews or John Miller with the San Francisco Giants. Dave Niehaus from the Mariners. Right. Uh, I mean, those guys have just been pillars of their respective teams, but they've definitely, I think, learned a lot just from listening to Scully or hearing them broadcast games. But, but, you know, Sam, like I'll think of, I mean, we've had several broadcasters on the show. Like I guarantee you these broadcasters learned about how to call a game Uh, Especially baseball games, just by listening to Scully.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our 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 guest, uh, Nate Buchanan, who came on, talked about how like he would listen to, love listening to his uh, broadcasters talk about uh, great stories about the about his uh, baseball heroes, and we and every we all do appreciate somebody that does tell a great story about guys who we admire, and Vin Vin Scully did it probably better than anybody else ever did in in the history of uh, sports broadcasting or maybe in broadcasting
0: in general. I think his first uh, World Series game that he covered, he was 23 years old, which is just insane. Like that just doesn't happen now with all the schooling that people have to go through. And do you uh, have a specific game that you remember, like when you were alive that you can remember from Vince Scully or a, a phrase that you liked? It's time for Dodger baseball.
1: <laughs> every, every time you just think about whenever the Dodgers are on TV that line just pops in your head immediately. one of the most like iconic iconic uh, lines in the history of uh, of sports. think about like Ben Scully I mean he started out he was commenting Jackie Robinson, one of the most important figures in all of uh, all sports and life in general. And he, and he was like part of, part of that, part of his uh, career, like commentating that. And he was in Brooklyn and then made the transition to LA. So you think about the Dodgers as an organization, Ben Scully has pretty much been part of almost that whole history of the, the Dodgers going back from Brooklyn and now to Los Angeles. And that next crazy next week, uh, the Royals will be playing the Dodgers and the Dodgers will be wearing the Brooklyn Dodger uniforms from 55 and the Royals will be wearing the KC Monarchs uniforms. And about Vince Goy lived 94 years. He got to be alive for when both of those teams were playing in his lifetime. And he got to experience that.
0: Oh yeah, no doubt. I mean, Man, I can't imagine, like, from seeing Jackie Robinson all the way to 2016. I mean, he's just been so, through so many eras. But he's definitely one of a kind. Um, I was thinking about this, like, recently. Do you think Vin Scully ever, like, had to deal with the rain out at Dodger Stadium?
1: It had to happen at least one time, but not very many times.
0: Yeah, and I got uh, a trivia question for you. How many 100-loss seasons did the Dodgers go through under Vince Scully? I want to say three. Zero. They, the last 100-loss one, uh, season was before World War I in 1908. And just thinking about that is just crazy. Like, I, mean, I think it's one thing to obviously call games for a team for so many years for one team, but just to also be part of a team that really never lost and be part of a franchise that won, you know, I think, what do they, win six championships, seven championships with Vince Scully. So like for one broadcaster to be part of so many championships and so many winning seasons is also, you know, pretty monumental.
1: The worst stretch really to doctors really was like, kind of like, say the mid like the 90s and early 2000s they weren't really as successful of a franchise that was really like probably like the only really rough time that Ben Scully when Ben Scully was commentating the team was during that like kind of like period but Dodgers have really been a successful franchise especially the 60s and 80s they were just absolutely dominant and 70s too they they had some pretty decent teams as well.
0: Do you think that you know we can draw some some parallels, similarities between Vince Scully's life and Bill Russell's?
1: I would say, as people, that how they treat the how they were treated, people and how how they were class personified. I think it's like both of them carried that. They they both uh, didn't do it. It wasn't about themselves. It was about others. I think that's that's the most important thing when you think about Bill Russell and Ben Scully and their legacy is that they put others before they put themselves and they would do things because they knew that it would have a more of an impact on other people than themselves and that's what we'll uh, miss about them that's what they uh, left on earth for us and uh, to uh, help and to uh, show us uh, what they accomplished and um, what they want in a. Want us to be in society.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think for both of them, obviously, you know, they're role models. People look up to them, but they just both started a revolution or just a tradition of success, like at their respective careers. Like Bill Russell was the foundation and the guy who started it all, I think, for the NBA and then started to continue to bring basketball to the forefront. I think Vince Scully too. Like there's now so many broadcasters that I, like, you know, Denny Matthews, like we just have mentioned like the four or five broadcasters or, you know, many more that we haven't mentioned. I think the reason why they they have stuck with one team or they've been doing it for 40, 50 years is because they listened to Vince Scully when they were growing up and they knew that it was possible um, because he could do it. So I think both them um, have share show that similarity
1: yeah no no doubt about it they uh inspired others to uh one day be in their shoes and uh be able to to play in the nba or or broadcast the game
0: yeah for sure but i don't really have anything else sam do you got anything else that you want to talk about about russell or scully that you haven't mentioned
1: uh no uh, uh my my uh condolences to uh bill russell and Vince scully's families doing this scully's uh, difficult time, as well as his as uh, people that uh, that have been close to uh, Bill Russell and Vince Scully uh, throughout the years.
0: Yeah, well said. For the audience that listens to, the, to our podcast, uh, this was kind of a, a unique circumstance because we had so many giants in the sports community um, pass away. We thought it'd be a good time to talk about that, reflect on their life, but we will continue putting out some some interviews and episodes with guests in the coming weeks and coming months so make sure to stay tuned to the sports mecca podcast and listen um when you can but sam thanks for coming on i mean i don't think we've done a an episode quite like this before
1: yeah yeah definitely uh definitely a different different thing that we we've done but i think it's important that uh we uh celebrate and recognize, uh, the people, the people who had a significant impact on the lives of others, whether it was on the, on the court and, and, but most importantly off the court as well.
0: I couldn't agree more, but, uh, with that said, Sam, once again, it was an honor to, to share the stage with you. And, uh, you know, I look forward to continue putting these future episodes together with uh with other guests down the road
1: all right for sure hopefully i uh, will get some more guests upcoming stay tuned and uh well we have some uh, future uh, plans ahead for the uh podcast that uh, hopefully that you you the viewer will uh will love to uh, be involved with
0: all right have a good one folks